It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wenger has had the same philosophy since 1996. <laughs> Tupac died in 96. This guy's still in charge. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast, episode 89. My name's Daniel. It's boy, double H, half folk, trying to live, trying to exist, trying to stay blacker than black, black, black. How black is blacker than black, black, black? That's between you and me. <laughs> all right uh carl did a medical if you want to know why i'm sure it's on his twitter page we do this every tuesday guys um if you aren't following us on twitter please do um if you aren't follow us on instagram or facebook or soundcloud please do that's much appreciated you get to keep up to date with our stuff if you haven't left the apple podcast review and leaving reviews is your thing please do we did get do one it, in the man. week review Five yeah, star, five star, five star, five stars. Very important. Thank you, Heffo. Very important. That is five stars from a guy called Old Bald Charlie. Intelligent discussion with genuine. The title was too long, so I, I don't know what with genuine what. I'm not sure, but uh, it says I'm getting old, and time is short for listening to forced humor and quote laddishness unquote of most others. These guys are genuinely funny without seeming to try. This is the only football podcast that I really enjoy listening to. I recommend it to anyone, unless your name is Benzema or Venker or Rooney. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, nice Charlie, one. Uh, nice thanks. Words, man. Great words, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. Okay, yeah. Um, we got a couple announcements, I guess, or maybe just one announcement. Oh, Ooh. interesting. What could this announcement be? Now, nah, uh, for the past few months, we've been working on a little side project for you guys. Ooh, now he reveals it all. You can't go back now, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the last couple of months, we've been working on a project for you guys. A little side project. This started in maybe September, I want to say. So September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So seven months we've been working on this. Not because it takes seven months to make but just all the moving parts take a while, right? So this project is, we're going to call them Talking Tactics Specials. And uh, what we're doing is we're just picking a story that we like. This is a story that I wanted to do, obviously, but maybe the next one will it'll be a half-hope idea or Carl idea, whatever the case may be. 
And uh, yeah, we're just going to tell a football story. We're going to get people to come help us. There's going to be like game clips and a whole bunch of cool stuff that we have for you guys. So this one is about Zinedine Zidane and the World Cup. The project is going to be dropping on the 27th. So March 27th, you're not going to get a a talking tactics like you're getting now, but you're going to get a little different version of talking tactics. Carl narrates it. Half Hope does the music. He's also a guest and he's a part of the conversation. I'm in it, like kind of. I'm in it, but not in it. You guys will just have to listen to it and uh, and see. Yeah, it was. It's a really fun thing that that I think we did, and and hopefully, if you guys like it, um, we'll we'll do a few more. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I listened to a snippet, and I think you're 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 in for quite an interesting um, listen. And I think it's one of those things of like where it's, it makes some very nice listening. Um, if you're a Zidane fan, if you're just a football fan in general, you'll definitely enjoy listening to it. So that's going to be dropping on March 27th. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Um, and, you know, f- follow us on Instagram. I'll release the art for it in the next few days. So, yeah, it's called Coup de Tete, the story of Zinedine Zidane and the World Cup. So stay on the lookout for that. But without further ado, uh, we can talk about this week's football. Do you want to start with Wenger or do you want to start with Kante? Kante, we, we, we can't start with Wenger. He doesn't, I mean, no. sorry. We haven't talked. To, we haven't had an in-depth Arsenal discussion in a while, so this week we're we're gonna have one. But let's let's start with Conte, man. I don't even know where to begin with Conte. To be fair, it's obvious. Um, let me ask you a question: What happens when you when when you get sacked? What's what is the legal requirement for you from employer to employee? I'm sure this varies from country to country, but I'm sure what you want me to say is you get paid severance package. I don't think it's very. I mean, almost in in most countries I know, of where it's you know there's a work thing. If you get sacked, you you are legally in your right to receive a severance package. And Conte has been going on and on about transfer targets. I didn't get my transfer targets, but you did pay for Morata. You did pay for Rudiger. You did pay for drink water. These are guys that you all paid for, and there is nothing other that says that you were forced to buy those 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 guys. So because you didn't receive your so-called transfer targets. You're pretty much tanking the, the team and you won't leave. You won't leave. That's why I can sit in his face. We didn't just see his face. He's not really that distressed. He's not really that pissed. Because I remember his facial reaction when Juventus would, would, would lose or they would not be, be playing well. It was very different. There's almost like an acceptance of like, well, all right, whatever. And even when you hear his post-match conference, it's not like if the, the losses really hurt him or they really harm him. He's like, yeah, well, whatever. Which leads me to believe that he's intentionally tanking the season and he's saying to Abramovich, <laughs> sack me. And Abramovich is saying, I'm not going to sack you. When I when I did, did my hangouts, I think Lance Emma made a very interesting point. He's like a, a Chelsea fan. He said, no, what should happen to Conte is that he should suffer. Lion Tabor is an angry individual when it comes to Chelsea. Like, he wants him to suffer. But, what does that mean? No, no, no. As in, I don't sack him. Let him continue to embarrass himself because, fine, you may embarrass Chelsea, but he's still embarrassing himself because that loss to Watford, Bournemouth, and so forth goes on your CV. So, Conte, you are ruining your legacy if you continue playing Hazard as a flippy lone striker and losing embarrassingly. Can we talk about just the approach of the game? He said, he looked at Hazard and he said, I see Didier Drogba here. <laughs> he looked at Eden Hazard and said, you know what? I see, even if Hazard is white... He's much shorter and of a different build. He's like, you know what? I see you as a Didier Drogba. You are going to be my lone striker. He wasn't He wasn't a false nine. Hazard was a lone striker. A guy who is three foot five 
was a lone strike. <laughs> so it's not just that. It's like you put Hazard in the middle so you can surround him with Willian and Pedro. I, I have so many points in my head. I they're all kind of running together. Okay, firstly, Pedro is horrible. Or was horrible yesterday. He's been a good footballer at times in his career. There was a period where he was like the second best player at Barcelona for a time. For maybe like a few months there in like maybe 2011, 2012. So Mm -hmm. he's not bad, okay? But it's 2018. It's not 2010. It's not, you know, whenever it was. Like it's 2018. Pedro, he was was horrible yesterday. And the fact that you're making Hazard play in the middle so you can almost facilitate Pedro, it, it goes back to your point, right? You begged for a target, man. You you won't you wouldn't play Michi Bashawai because he couldn't hold up the play. Like you were going after Lorente. You were going after Crouch. You were going after Andy Carroll, Ashley Barnes, like and then Chelsea give you what you want. Olivier Giroud, who by any metric is a far better target man, far better striker than anybody who you were linked with. Mm. And yet Chelsea had to win that game. There are five points that drift from Tottenham and they play Tottenham. And that's no gimme. I know Tottenham haven't beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in like 22, 23 years or whatever it is. But there's no guarantee that Chelsea beat Tottenham at Stamford Bridge no, 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 at no, this point. So that gap yeah. could be eight points if, you know, if everybody wins at the same time or draws at the same time, whatever the case may be. There's no guarantee Chelsea beat Tottenham. So Chelsea had to win that game or at least try to win. So mm-hmm. play a striker. Put Eden Hazard in his best position. Why were you begging for a target, man, this whole time? Why did you text Diego Costa you didn't want him in the team and then you get Morata and then you don't play him? He's fit now. There's no excuse not to play him. It was just the most mind-boggling. Know, but, but then, a loss is a loss. A loss is a loss. Like I have more respect for a team who go out and try to win and they lose 4-0 than a team who play defensive, plays scared and play cowardly, who lose 1-0. At the end of the day, at the end of the day goal difference very rarely comes into the equation, and I bet you, in the rest of top four, goal difference will, will not be if, if a factor. So at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. <laughs> a loss is a loss. Exactly. Three zero, four zero, five zero. A loss is a loss. All I'm saying is that for 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 Conte, um, and we've said this many times, is we have to reassess how we view him, because is he as amazing as we said he was? No. Is he truly an elite manager? <laughs> because I said to people like, okay. Italy at the Euros. Okay, what you did was very good. People didn't think you 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 go that far, and it's amazing that that you you beat Spain and Belgium. You didn't win the Euros. You didn't get to the final. That's a fact. Greece won the Euros. That's an achievement that we should be talking about from now till the end of time. That that German dude that that guided them there, he should be receiving credit from now until the end. Conte, you didn't do that, and that Italy team wasn't useless. Okay, that it's Italy team wasn't Greece. Okay. So <laughs> no, um, no no also 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 wouldn't a, a a front two like and this this is another thing with Conte. He's mm. overly particular in a in a way that makes him almost stupidly rigid, right? You you won't take Balotelli, you won't take Giovinco, you won't take these the basically the best talent that Italy's produced in the past ten years, you won't mm. take them, but you'll take Pella and Ed there. And think, you know what? This will work. I'll take Zaza. That'll work. And then we saw what he did against Germany. The fool. Do you, it's, it's those little decisions where he thinks, like, I, I want to do this my way. 
And if I don't get this my way, then just fine. I'll I'll step back. And it goes back to what you say. Like, if, if he could leave and get his money, I'm sure he would have already done so. Because he did it with Juventus. Remember when he left? That was because he didn't get the targets he wanted. So he's just, you know what? Fine. I'm gone. And he left. But this time, he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to leave. I'm just going to – he's doing everything to sabotage the team. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, ridiculous. Like, like, look, what, we, we, we don't get paid for this as such. Like maybe we will down the line, but you know we don't get paid for this. He this this man gets paid millions. Who's he's supposed to know football? You you go to Man City. We we know how they play. They're gonna press you high. So you have defenders like Rudiger, Aspilicueta, and Christensen, decent on the ball, but not fantastic. So you know that Man City's front three are gonna mark those three center backs out of the game. So all you're gonna have is Alonso maybe and Moses maybe. So Courtois is stuck. So all he does is kick it to Alonso because he's the only player above six feet. Like, it makes no sense. Why wouldn't you play a focal point in the middle? The one you've been begging for. 75 million pounds worth of striker on the bench. He's sabotaging the team. It goes to the approach. There is a way where you you beat a man. There is a way to beat them. You're stealing my points now. But my thing is that, look, Conte's main idea was that I want to make sure that we don't get embarrassed. You defend with five guys, probably even six guys, all inside your box. And as soon as you win the ball, literally, the guy that has position on the ball is like, everybody is either behind me, parallel to me, or one or two years ahead of me. And the, the the other person for the stop is flipping that three foot five hazard all the way up there. So when you have possession on the ball, for Chelsea guys, what are we supposed to do? But whereas... You look at Liverpool. For, for them, they're like, no, we're, we're going to play you. We're going to take a risk. Yes, you're, 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 you're going to come at us, but we're going to leave three, four, four guys in advanced p- p- positions further up. So when we have the ball, we can try and thread a few passes through and maybe find a, a nice little channel to, to try and get an attack going. Mm, but, 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 but also, those are players in their natural position. Firmino is a natural like secondary striker, false mm. nine striker. Salah does want to play on the right. Mane does want to play on the left. Like, these are their natural positions. Hazard isn't a striker. No. Hazard is an attacking left winger. That's what he does. Or an attacking or, left or, forward, or, I or, suppose. Or, 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 or a, a free-roaming number 10. Which you can't do if you have no one to play off if you're meant yeah. to be the striker. It's so stupid. And and you said something key there that, that I wanted to check you on. You said he he wanted to make sure we don't get embarrassed. He doesn't care about we, I don't think. This is about Antonio Conte himself oh, yeah, not yeah, being yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I'm playing this way so I don't get embarrassed. You know why? Because he knows he's going to leave. And on his CV, it would be better to say, I lost 1-0 to Man City than risking winning, which is also risking to lose. And maybe they beat you 3-0. Like, it's all about him. He's trying to protect home. It's not about Chelsea anymore. It's about Antonio Conte and how can I get as much money from this Russian billionaire as I can before he tries eventually sacks me. That's all this is. This is about Antonio Conte. It's not. A, it's not about Chelsea anymore. And I dread what's going to happen at in New Camp. I mean, look, the, the way Messi was regulating against Atletico Madrid and knowing Chelsea would play the same exact way. Like, I mean, what if Chelsea go there and they, and and they play Hazard again as a or as a lone striker. <laughs> I had a fucked up. Oh, I can tell you. I can cut it out. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I have no idea what's gonna happen, man. I'm like, who knows? That's you know what, uh, Nini, who was on the podcast last week, that was yeah. the other announcement, man. I wanted to say thank you, Nini, man. Shout out to Nini FC yeah, for coming man. on the podcast Talks, last man. week. Very dope, very dope. Yeah, he was like, this game is gonna be a good indication of how Chelsea are gonna play against Barcelona. If this is if this is any indication of how we're gonna yeah, play man. against Barcelona, then what do we need to there's score? No, there's no point in even tuning in, man. I'm gonna watch the other game. I don't even know what the other game is. Well, well actually, no, because they're, they're they're staggered kickoffs. So I think it's like Besiktas against somebody. It's in like in the early game. Oh, Bayern. Bayern, yeah, that one. I think is at like six, and then the other one's at like eight. So, what happens next? Because for Abramovich, okay, you sack him. You bring in who? Because again, um... Goose, man, you bring in Goose until the end of the season. Like I take it, gold glasses. Dutch mentality. He'd play a little bit of attacking football. I don't think he would keep five at the back. No, He'd no, give no. us a chance, I think, to get top four, especially because it seems like Hazard is oh, kind oh, of fed oh, up. So you so so you would bring in Gus now, as opposed to what? Wait until we lose to Barcelona, and then so you just, what? So, so basically, you so you'd, you'd be happy to for Conte to, to get what he wants, his severance package. I'd have been happy if he was sacked two months ago. Like I wrote an article like at the beginning of February, like yo this. Sky, he needs to go. Like he's killing everything. What if his average package is like five, six mil? I think I think someone told me it was like thirteen million euros, or something Whoa! like that. Yeah, he wow. got a raise um, after he won the league. He didn't extend the years, but he enlarged the money. So I think he's under contract until the end of next year. But there's more money attached. So I think it was like thirteen million euros. Give him his money. Like he he's low key earned it. Chelsea are. I don't want to say they're in a better position than when Mourinho left, but he did win the league, so that counts for something. He got Chelsea back in the Champions League, that counts for something. For Mourinho, man, I'm sorry, like the players, they it, it was a mutiny. Yeah. So you really can't insult Uncle Mo that much. <laughs> you know, you can't. <laughs> no, no, really no, no, but look, but look, but look. I, I don't have anything against Antonio Conte, the man. Like, if you can finesse a Russian billionaire and get your millions, like, oh, more power to you. I wish I was in that position. I might do the same exact thing. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but as for Chelsea Football Club, like, what is better, him staying or going? Absolutely going. And it's been that since October. The football's been I'm, – I'm really trying not to swear. The football's been bad. It's been crap, 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 crap. Yeah, crap, it, crap. the football's been diabolical and – his man management has been stupid. His in-game management has been stupid. Chelsea, at the moment, they only have two attacking players, um, the, William and Hazard. The they moment your club, who's supposed have. to be like a top eight club in the world, is being linked with Danny Drinkwater and Peter Crouch, nah, nah. And it's, it's it, it goes back to what I call an almost stupidly rigid system where he has this five-at-the-back system you know how many players can actually play that or in that? It's, there's not that many. So you're killing the potential of your squad. Which is why Ferguson is still regarded as, as perhaps one of the perhaps the greatest manager of all time. Because the key thing to management is you have to manage. And what made Ferguson so amazing was he had about five teams. Five teams with five different philosophies, five different ways of attacking and five different systems based upon the players that he had. Conte only has one system and one philosophy and one psychology. That's why I say to myself, that's how good is Guardiola really? That's what I say to myself. 
Because Ooh. if if Guardiola had some of the teams that Ferguson had, would he still be so, so, so successful? And I think for Conte as well, for a fact, if he had some of the teams that uh, that um, Ferguson had, he probably wouldn't be successful because Conte has a particular way. He plays a very particular way. Like the way he's Italy played, the way the Juventus played, the way this team plays, it's exactly the same. And he doesn't. Moses is not a wing back. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how well he was playing last season. Moses is not a wing back. He's a winger. Ferguson was like, this is the players I have. Let me create a system that best suits the players I have. Conte says, this is my system. You will play to my system. Guardiola, same thing. But the difference is that Guardiola, you have the luxury and the money and the um, bottomless pit to pick and choose and cherry pick the players that he wants. And it doesn't. And it also helps that players actually want to come and play for you. Mm. But for Conte, as of right now, you don't really have that cat branch that Guardiola has. Do you know what's so you stupid, have to though? be a bit more malleable, which unfortunately he isn't. Do you know what's stupid though is that you have footballers in the team. Willian is a baller. Hazard is the best player in the Premier League. I mean, some mm. might argue that. No, no, but... no he is. he's the best player. He's the best player. So you have players who should be able to play football, but you make it incredibly hard for them to play football. Again, it's just the cowardice and the defeatist mentality that he had. Where it's I a just philosophy. How was your philosophy? Let's not lose by three. Let's just That's lose by one. No, no. My philosophy must be like, I want cheese sandwiches to rule the world. It doesn't make sense. Well, that's my philosophy. I want cheese sandwiches to rule the whole world. His philosophy is defense, be rigid. Part of that philosophy is like, it's better to lose 1-0 than to lose 5-0. But see, that, for me, that is the key point to make. Alex flipping Ferguson. That is what you call a manager. Mm. Look at the players you have and create the system that best suits those players. Don't enforce your philosophy on certain players and try and hope and beg that your chairman can give you the players that, that, that she wants because if they, mm. they don't because then they, all that matters is winning all that matters is winning it's not about winning through your philosophy it's about winning which is why you've got to respect Mourinho Mourinho is I'll do whatever I need to do to get the result let me look at this see if we get any questions we got one question on the game maybe two uh, this is from Packed Mouse should Chelsea have done more to take the game to City the teams we've been most comfortable against this season are ones that sit back for 90 minutes with little to no ambition, like Newcastle and West Brom. So, Packed Mouse is obviously a City fan. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, should Chelsea have done more to take the game to City? Absolutely. I'm sure we've all seen the clip of Chelsea's, <laughs> quote, pressing, unquote. In, in in that clip that I'm sure a lot of people have seen, it's been making its rounds around Twitter and where, wherever else. The score is 1-0 uh, in Man City's favor. The time on the clock, I think, is 73 minutes. And Chelsea have no desire to press the ball, to try to get the ball back. Nonchalant, it's lazy, it's cowardly. It, I mean, the, the, the excuses that Conte had of like, you know what, if, if we tried to play football with these guys, we could have lost 4-0. Like, that's an excuse that a team in the relegation zone might be able to get, get away with. Not Chelsea, not the defending Premier League champions can't get away with that excuse. I, no. And it goes back to your point from earlier. The, the only team who's beaten... Liverpool, and I think this is my point that you might have taken, but you know who knows. Uh, the the only team that's a beat that have beaten Man City in the league are Liverpool, and what did they do? They were like, "Look, Man City is going to try to punch us, so we're going to try to punch them first. They 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 weren't, you know, in a shell. They weren't defensive. They weren't, you know, just trying to block attacks. Like no, they're like, okay, you got yours, we got ours. Let's see what happens. 
They won 4-3. You have to be willing to be embarrassed in order to win. That's the trick that Guardiola is playing on the league. And it kind of goes to his point. Like Teams like Newcastle and West Brom, when they sit off, they're just making the game simple. Like You give you give Man City the ball. They have, they have quality players. 90 minutes is a long time. And for them to just pass the ball around, pass the ball around with Guardiola's predetermined motion and movement, eventually they're going to get one. I, have they gone scoreless in the league this season? Maybe once? You can't just sit off and make the game simple. What you have to do is take the game to them. And that's the thing. Teams aren't willing to do it. Like Conte's mentality is basically the mentality of the league. Like, let's not let them embarrass us. But that's Guardiola's trick. You have to be willing to be embarrassed in order to beat them, which is why most teams are defeated before they even step on the pitch because their manager has already installed a level of fear in them to where we can't play our game. Hazard's like, I'm not going to get the ball. Fabregas can't touch the ball, so why would I press? What are we going to do with the ball as soon as I get it back? We're just going to give it away, so what's the point? I don't know what to say, man. Just I don't want to turn into Arsenal and be like, Conte out. I'm not trying to tweet all that stuff, but it's not good enough, man. Not for a team that's supposed to be like top 10 in the world and, and, and Premier League but champions. But the real question like, is, do Chelsea make top four? No. Why? How? We played Liverpool, we played Tottenham. In the last nine games or 10 games or whatever it is, like... I don't see us beating those teams. Draws at best, but draws won't help if you're already behind by six or five points five. or whatever it is. And they already played each other. I mean, they drew, which helped. I think it was a 2-2 game, if I remember correctly. But they've already played each other, so they're not going to drop points amongst themselves in that way. Maybe they play City or United or some of those teams, but it's not looking good for Chelsea. Um, but yeah, you brought up Wenger. I guess we should talk about it. I have the TV on here and, uh, they're showing the Brighton game. (laughs) They've lost four straight games, Arsenal. I mean, two of them are kind of excusable. The, the three nils to, to Man City, I guess, I guess the, the performances in those games aren't good because one of them's a final, but losing two, one to Ostersunds at home and then losing two, one to Brighton away, like. When did we start this podcast? 2016? So almost two years now? Yeah, summer 2016, yeah. This is episode 89. I'm pretty sure on at least 10 occasions we've had this conversation. There's no point, really, for Venka to still be in charge. He's outdated. His tactics are... I don't even know if he has any. (laughs) If he does, they're so rudimentary and basic that everyone's figured them out. The advantages that he had in the 90s with nutrition and all that kind of workout regimens and like you can't eat you you can't eat pizza like those revolutionary things of the 1996 1997 like those are gone and also the team that 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 he was given the Adams the Ian Wright of the world like those are gone his first batch of like young French talent whether it was Vieira Petit Henri. Those are gone. It's it's time for him. it's time for him to go. And it's not the mentality I have with Conte. I don't know if I can necessarily translate that to Arsenal fans. But how he, big is the Vengarats contingent though? How big is it really? That's a good question because just because there's a bunch who are vocal on social media doesn't necessarily mean so, that that's social what media, like, that's the actual like, fans. Social media think, is yeah. a very small like People get it misconstrued. All because you see Wenger out trending on social media doesn't mean that represents 70 or 80% of a flipping fan group. 
as huge and as global as, as Arsenal. Mm. So how many people really want Wenger out? Because I've been that's what's asked for me. That's why I say my, my, my hashtag is Wenger. Every time this happens, I, I always put hashtag Veng, Wenger in because <laughs> you've been you've been saying Wenger out for the I literally been saying Wenger out for the past three years. And I said like two years ago that you know this guy has to leave and he's still here. So I said that as fans, if you can't form together to do a workout of games, no buying of merchandise. Then I'm sorry, should be we should still be there. But I think the reality is that I don't think enough people have that power to do a workout, because again, the the guys that are at at Highbury aren't this the same. I don't have the same spending power as the people who go to Emirates who are tourists, who are much well off, who are much more affluent and mm. can afford the exorbitant prices which the guys from Highbury can't. Mm. Do you think he should leave now, or do you think he should leave at the end of the season? Like, do you think he should leave with some dignity attached do you think he's kind of ruined what he's built and he should just go now for Arsenal I, to have any chance of of winning the Europa League or I think for me it's like it, it depends on the Europa I still think they'll win the Europa League <laughs> what so yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> 20 2012 Chelsea 2012 Chelsea I can no, see no 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 okay okay fine okay uh who is the John Terry of this Arsenal team Koshel. Who is the Frank Lampard of this Arsenal team? Who's the DJ Jogba of this Arsenal team? Welbeck. <laughs> look, 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 look. <laughs> no, 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 it's, no. It's no, no, for no, me. Listen, it's listen, a listen. whole difference. No, 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 no. Wait, let, okay, let, let me explain first. Chelsea 2012 is a particular miracle. No, 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 but, but let me explain. First of all, they're in the Europa League. Far worse in quality than what Chelsea had to go through in 2012 of the Champions League. That's the first thing. Second, second thing is that it's a whole... I think it's not going to be the exact same as Chelsea 2012, but I think it will be in Arsenal's own way. That's, I think, somehow, somewhere where it is almost inexplicable. Same thing with Chelsea 22-12. They will just beat teams. Because there is no footballing <laughs> reason why they should beat AC Milan, they should beat Leon, they should beat Dortmund. But somehow they will. Chelsea 2012 was weird, not only just because of the teams they beat. Although... You know, you could make an argument that like Napoli, Napoli was okay. That was before they sold a bunch of players. Then they played, I think, Benfica, um, if memory serves. And then we got to Barcelona. But it was it was interesting because once once Chelsea got rid of Vias Boas and they put in Di Matteo, it wasn't some managerial change. I don't think where he was telling the players what to do. Like this is our tactical setup. This is what we have to do. It was divine intervention. <laughs> follow these instructions whatever the case may be it was the players themselves who had been veterans in that team for years and years you had check cole terry lampard essien let's come on let's be real these no, these these no, players don't decided... tell me it was just individuals no, it no, no, was no, divine no, no, intervention no, no. it was divine intervention if you want to say it was god jesus allah buddha who if you if it was, it was whoever it was no, 100 percent okay? Like <laughs> football doesn't like for me. Individuals can't win a Champions League by themselves. That's sorry. No, that's no, not how football no, 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 works. No. What I'm saying is, is you had veteran players who knew how to play the game already and didn't necessarily need a manager on the touchline telling them what to do. They just went out and played football in a professional manner, and they lucked up and won the Champions League. Right? With 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 Wenger still in charge at Arsenal. I don't think that you're going to be able to... I one, I don't think the leadership on the pitch is there. 
There's no Terry. There's no Lampard. There's no Drogba. There's no Cole. There's no none of that. Your best player is Koscielny. This is the world class player that people are telling me. Yep. You support like Bellerin. You playing Mustafi in your midfield. You have this guy called Jaka who looks like he's supposed to be good. Him and Morata are kind of the same. Like people look at them and they're like, yeah, they're good looking guys. They, they they look like they're supposed to be good at football. Really inside, they're dead. Like they're not good. Then you have the the only one player really at Arsenal is Jack Wilshere, who's out of contract. So who knows what that situation is going to end up being. And then your attack, I, I don't understand. Like you have Ozil, who's okay, and is, is good when he wants to be, but he shows up like three out of every seven games. Then you have new guys in uh, Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang. Carl always talks about the Arsenal sickness. The, Aubameyang's been there how long? A month? And he already looks like he's been there for years. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's 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 the same thing with Lacazette. You signed the best, well, not the best striker from France. Lacazette might have been behind Cavani. No, no, I mean, basically, you can say the, top the, three or top, the, or top five of the strikers in the French league. Top three strikers in league? Oh, I don't think that's that's a far fetched thing to say. He gets to Arsenal, he looks dead. You signed the best, well, not the best striker. There's Lewandowski, obviously. You signed a top two striker in the Bundesliga. He gets to Arsenal now. He looks dead. The Arsenal sickness. Um, Carl, you're right. It's real. It's real. Mkhitaryan was looking dead at United, so I don't know if we can put him in that. This links to my Ferguson point, which is that Wenger has had the same philosophy since 1996. <laughs> Tupac died in 96. This guy's still in charge. Come yeah, on, man. Since 1996, he's using the same <laughs> philosophy. And that is scary because... I don't know whether you realize or the audience realizes that football has moved on since 1996. <laughs> a lot. I've moved on psychologically, physically, mentally since 1990. I, I, I was, a, I was a, a different species in 1996. <laughs> so if you're still using I the was, same... I was six years old in 1996. Like, God damn it. Yeah, no, well, I was, I, was, I was a little bit older. But yeah, if you're still using that same philosophy, man, that's just screwed up. That's screwed up. And, and you know what? He's using the same philosophy with even worse players, which is dumb. You had Henri, you had Burkamp, you had Perez, you had Patrick Vieira, you had Tony Adams, you had Sol Campbell, you had Ashley Cole for a time being, you had Seaman and Lehman. And now you want to use it's not exactly the same. He's advanced a little bit, but you can't use it with the remaining bones of Petrček, Koscielny, Bellerin. These dead blood, Welbeck. I, I, I won't cuss. I will be too much because at least I. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I he's easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one out of respect for you, my brother, because you're Nigerian. <laughs> but also, what he does for Nigeria, it seems like they're okay. He's, he's okay. But when he gets oh, no, to Arsenal, that, he, that's what like no, no, no offense to Arsenal. It's the sickness again, man. No, look, no offense. Like as long as Iwobi is playing for Nigeria, I, I could care less what he does for Arsenal. So. As long as he's great for Nigeria, had, that's all I care about. So if he has a dead World Cup, I'm gonna turn on him. <laughs> no, 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 Same thing with Moses. Same, same thing with Moses. I'm trusting like the Moses we see for Nigeria. He'll show up, and then I can be like, "Look, you guys are chatting shit. He's obviously a good player." But if he has a bad World Cup, then hey, I'm gonna come on the podcast, and we're gonna have to have a discussion but, about. But it. But side note, like, we're so close to the flipping wall. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually getting like butterflies. Already, like just <laughs> like just when he just mentioned Moses, I think it's like, oh my god, like Nigeria are actually now gonna be. I'm I'm not gonna go through all that crap of the wearing the, the the national anthem, 
I've got to watch the the match on mute because it's like my psychological thing where I watch the match on on mute, and I watch it at an angle. Oh my god! So yeah, you watch yeah. every Nigeria match on mute from a specific. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I never like it's like it's like it's a mental thing <laughs> because it's it's part of like my my ritual to try and like to like uh, mentally influence the game. So I, oh, I watch man. it on on mute and just try and sort of like you know. See if I can mess with the opposition through that way. Well, look, it's 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 it's, it's very complicated. <laughs> it's deep. That's complicated. that's deep. Okay. Deep, yeah. Uh, look, man, we we have we got a few questions here. Um, from Keegan Will Blaze, would you guys agree that one of the following should replace Venga, Jardim, Enrique Tuchel? Please elaborate. Grazie. Grazie reminds me of something we need to talk about. Um, but we'll oh, come yeah. to that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Jardim Enrique Tucho. Tucho, I would want at Chelsea, so hands off, Keegan. But uh, Jardim, I think, would work. Enrique, eh? But, but wait, do you wait, know what? Wait, I, I, I wait, think... wait, walk where? Walk where? Where? <laughs> I mean, look, Arsenal needs, I think, you need to go opposite to Wenger. You need someone who's going to actually be on the sideline with a little bit of emotion, a little bit of, you know, people poo-poo this all the time, but passion. Uh, you need someone who's going to, like, not a Simeone. I don't know if that would necessarily work. Um, but you need someone who's going to be a little bit more defensively resolute. Take Conte. That might work. At Arsenal? Why not? I think fans fans would get pretty pissed off. Tuchel, I think, is is. A, basically, yeah, man, I to, said you people to... were you know people were insulting me. I said Di Francesco. Di Francesco is is for, is is the is a Roma dude. From Robin Puttipat, where should Jack Wilshere go when his contract expires? Could he be a good fit at Manchester United? Um, if Arsenal had any brain, they would build the next Arsenal team around Jack Wilshere. I don't think he should go. I, I don't think that would be wise for him to leave. There are a lot of players in Arsenal who should go, but I don't think Jack Wilshere's in there. And I think Carl might have said this when it, when talking about Harry Kane. I don't know if Jack Wilshere would be willing to take the heat of going from Arsenal to Manchester United. I don't know if he would do that. Oh, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. Wilshere is through and through. Like, he is Arsenal. Yeah. Unless he's, he's, he's forced out, I think that's his, his club for life, man. Yeah, yeah, like someone like Sanchez can do it because I'm not loyal to Arsenal. I'm not loyal to any of you. Like I'm here to rob these lands and go back to Chile. Like I don't care who I get the money from necessarily. But Jack Wilshere, I don't think I don't think he can go to Manchester United and and you know that would break people's hearts. <laughs> um, is Arsene Wenger just a rich man's Alan Pardew at this point? <laughs> Excuse from me, board X Corp. Um, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. That's probably a good a good comparison. From Mason Boris, what needs to change at Arsenal besides the manager situation? No, well well look, man, I mean, as long as that dude Stan Cronky and his flipping mustache is involved <laughs> with Arsenal, it's gonna be cash fest, baby. Like look, it's I don't I don't that's a, it's not Arsenal Football Club, it's 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 they should be called um APC, Arsenal Profit Club. It's all about profits. APC. It's all about being in the green. Like it's a, it's a business. Mm-hmm. That's why Wenger, for the first time ever, Wenger's position is now going to be revealed because they need those Champions League places. And if you get knocked out of your, that's what I said for Wenger. You have you have to leave. 
Why didn't he go and, last and, and, season? And what is, oh, sorry, I was say, what is sad end? Like, in my view, I don't think Wenger can do anything to take away from the Invincible season. To go through a whole season unbeaten from me is still an amazing achievement that nobody else has still managed. I think he can. Do. I think he can. I, I, I think... How? No, no. You've done something that no, no other team in history managed to, to, to do. How you leave is sometimes more important than what you did. And if he leaves the club in seventh under Burnley, they lose to Milan. Who knows how he's, long this losing streak could go went on? Like a whole season, invincible. He still did something that nobody has ever done in the Premier League era. How long ago was that? It doesn't matter. Like it's, that's historic. Like it's a historic thing of you went through an entire season unbeaten. Something that teams, people would argue that were better, were unable to do. It's a yeah, but it's it's gonna become a yeah, but yeah, he went invincible, but the next fifteen years he never won the league again. No, no, no. Look, it's he lost the Champions League final. He won off. three FA Cups. Like it's gonna become a yeah, but situation, and we it's it's sad, like you say, like you would rather he just he would have left when he won the FA Cup, and yeah, there were some barren years in between. You built a new stadium, you got us through that rough patch. We won a couple of FA Cups or whatever or whatever it is. And then he left with a trophy. But now, no FA Cup, no League Cup. He lost that final by a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's gonna, it's gonna a yeah, but. It's, yeah, he, yeah, he went invincible. That's incredible. But do you know what he did for the next decade and a half? He killed the club. Like, he left when it was sixth. It's not as bad as Mourinho. <laughs> well, you think he was like in 17th or 16th? No, 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 no because a defensive coach can't make that team defensively good because Koscielny is crap. How long do you think it would take for them? Like how many tra- what, how many transfer windows? How much money would it take? And then how much time do you think a defensive manager would get to make them resolute? Two two transfer windows. Like if you get a good DM, two three quality defenders, maybe a nice wing back. There you go. But I think the key thing they need is a strong midfielder. They need a real strong, experienced, like a Matic, like a Kante. That kind of midfield because Xhaka isn't it. They need a quality, dependable central def- defender who doesn't make the kind of mistakes that Koscielny and uh, Mustafi make. Like a very robust, good central defender. And they need a a, a, a good wing back. So if they have mm. those three elements, then that's, that's the beginning of a team that is a bit more resolute. Then you can then train the other guys to be better t- tactically and be and be smarter and know and have better game management. Mm. What were the factors that led to Fernando Torres thriving at Liverpool but failing at Chelsea? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Um, factors that led to him thriving at Liverpool. One, he was playing with like Pete Gerrard and Xavi Alonso. So that would help. Um, he was in a system that was built mostly around him, around his style of playing on the last man, took advantage of his pace and finishing. Um, at Chelsea, he was coming into a system that was built around Didier Drogba's 
you know, strength, his incredible lone striker play. And he never, Drogba was still good enough at Chelsea to where Torres was never really the favorite for the crowd, for the manager, um, for the players on the team, I think. And and, and open goal as well. (laughs) And the pressure of being a 50 million pound footballer. And all the eyes of the world looking at him like you're worth fifty million. You need to you need to give us goal after goal after goal. And to think, do you, do you know how scary that is? He had the pressure of fifty million. Remind me how much Kyle Walker cost. <laughs> Forty eight, I think, was the number. No, no, it might have been exactly fifty. No, no, no was 49. I mean, that's why I was about to know. I think it was it was actually fifty that he cost. Yeah, man. F- football changed. I kind of wanted to talk about that. Also, also, Ancelotti bought Torres. Or was given Torres um, in January 2011, and then was sacked. So he wasn't with the manager who was there when he was bought. So there were a, a few circumstances that that didn't help uh, Torres at Chelsea, but mostly I think it was just the pressure of being worth 50 million. And then once you miss open goals against United, and there was another bad one I think in the Champions League. I'm forgetting the team, but yeah, he no, just no, no, that was the worst. Though. Yeah, his 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 confidence just took a nosedive. And like I say, Drogba was still not peak Drogba. He, he was still good enough to keep you out of the team if he was on his day. So yeah, it just it, it just wasn't the right system at the time. Um, from Theo Caesar Mosby, why did Kobe win an Oscar? LeBron has been flopping for years. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Kobe Bryant winning an Oscar. Who knew? Uh, that he would be up for that. This is just a comment, I think, from Martial FC at Mata's Mate. Interesting to hear that your favorite movies involved American football. While I was under the impression y'all don't enjoy the sport. As someone who grew up playing Texas high school football, it's cool to hear people from other countries enjoying films about the sport I played. So yeah, people said the Remember the Titans was a good film. Uh, the yeah, water American, boy. Is it called? American egg ball. It's a it's an oblong ball, I guess. American oblong ball. No, mm. no, no. But for me, maybe see, there's all the football films have been crap. No, 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 no. Some someone brought up uh, the damned United, no, uh, which was a no. good film no. about Brian Clough. No, um, no, the United, which I think was about the. The 19... I don't want to get the year wrong, but it was about... I think it was 1958. Someone might might get on me for that. Um, no, the, I mean, the, the, there, there's the, not been a football film. air disaster that happened with Manchester United. No, no, but uh, like, there's not been a football film on the level of like an any given Sunday or a major league. Like when, when you look at major league, any given Sunday, those are like, no, this, this is like, like quality films, like amazing acting, amazing direction, amazing filmmaking. There's been no football film that's been on, on that... On that and I think the thing is that I think it is very difficult to really film a football match and make it because from that's why one of my dreams is to try and actually make a quality football film. But I think it's very hard to film a football match and make it compelling and dramatic because it's very tricky. Whereas with something like baseball or the NFL, it's a lot easier to do that. I think because football is far more technical and intricate than um, baseball or NFL, it's far harder to really replicate a compelling match. So you really need to have, first of all, you need to have a guy who's actually very good. 
because if you have too, is it soft like goal? If you have too many cuts and too many slow moves, it looks cheesy and and it looks looks stupid to get an actor. It's to easier to fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier to fake baseball sports. and the NFL than it is to to fake yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I, at first, I thought you meant like just the atmosphere of oh, football no, no, is hard no, to no, recreate. Come on, like th- no atmosphere is greater than the greatest atmosphere in any thing, theater, film, whatever is a, is a World Cup match. There is no better atmosphere feeling of a crowd than. A, like a World Cup match. It's like a World Cup no knockout match. It is that's what for me. Like, man, I, if I could just attend just one, like imagine attend like a World Cup final. Like just the vibe and the the colors, the um, lights when you're taking pictures, and just the feeling of it is like that's like there is no better feeling. I don't think there's a better feeling in the world than scoring a World Cup winning goal for your country. I mean that beats any orgasm. It beats any orgasm you could have scoring the World Cup winning goal for your country in a World Cup final. I don't know. I, you, you'd, you'd, you'd actually have to do it. You'd have to ask someone. Um, it kind of goes back towards the Dan uh, World Cup podcast. It's going to be coming mm. out soon. <laughs> I, 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 It'll play there. There was one about American sports somewhere. Um, American sports... Two American sports rules, regulations, slash systems you would like to see in football and why. Also a suggestion. I think you should try making a thread for each topic discussed in the pod for the week for the listeners and yourselves to discuss further. From the Gowan 69. That sounds like an interesting thing. I don't know exactly how that would work logistically or how we would do that. But if you have an idea, uh, the DMs are open. So if you know a way to do it, Get in contact with us, and we'll and we'll see if we can make it work. If it makes sense, um, two rules that we would like to see implemented. Sal- I think salary cap, um, the relationship between colleges and clubs. I love how they do that in in America. This is a topic for an extra, really. College sports is slavery. Oh, like, are, oh yes, I heard about the whole corruption exploitation. It's thing. no, it's not. It's not corruption. It's built like that. It's not corrupt. They want it exactly like that. Nobody's hiding anything. It's modern day slavery. These come like the NCAA makes billions, not not lying, billions off the athletes who make no money. People say, you know, you, you get a scholarship, a scholarship's worth money. As D'Angelo in The Wire said, money be green. Like you don't get paid in education, you get paid in yeah, cash. Yeah, yeah. Money be and... green, money feel like money. <laughs> <laughs> money feel like money. No, 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 no. One of my favorite characters. So I, I don't. Get, I don't want to just say it, but D'Angelo Baxley is one of my favorite characters of all time. And let me tell you a quick funny story. So I think this was on Facebook, and like this was a time when I used to use Facebook a lot, and I used to basically um, put up different profile pictures of just different stuff from stuff I like. So I, I was, I was. This was after I watched The Wire. I was, I was, I was as I was watching The Wire, I would put up like a different picture of a character from The Wire. And I put up one of D'Angelo Baxter as my profile picture. Then I then found the actor, Larry Gilead Jr. And I said to him, man, I'm a big fan of your role. I think you're, you're, you're really good, blah, blah. And then he then replied saying, man, so I, I wake up, I, I log in, and then I see myself writing to myself because he just saw the, an image of himself putting the, the, the comments and he was like, wait, what the hell is going on here? There's like, ah, okay, someone is putting my name on my, my profile picture. I was like, yeah, no, like... 
that character is literally one of my favorite characters of all time. Amazing character. I like Avon. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I know. Look, Clay Davis, Stringer Bell. I mean, they're they're, they're no. Clay Davis is <laughs> a phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, man. She. <laughs> did you know it? Everybody you know it. does it. Come on, everybody does it. Come on. Do you know? Like, I wish we could. Like, we should watch like an episode of The Wire every week, and then do like a separate podcast of like, this is episode one through The Wire through like I think it was a five seasons of like eight yeah, episodes or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, five seasons. Yeah. Yeah, we should do like a forty episode podcast. About oh no, 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 no. For me, as, as I said again, like I'm probably gonna probably do because I did like best film trilogy on my YouTube thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like one for for TV and that is the I wouldn't say it's my favorite but for me if I'm gonna be objective that is the best TV series of all time. Mm. The Wire. Okay, um, we got a few questions left. Let's try to run through these. Right. Um, still early, but who do you fellas think will be in the final four of the Champions League from RBG FC? Also, who also does the Liverpool vs Everybody YouTube channel? I did check it out, bro. I like the content. I subscribed. You got shit too. Liverpool versus everybody. RBG. Red, black, and green. Repping for the Pan-Africans out here. Um, final four of the CL is going to be Real, Madrid. Bayern. Barcelona. Bayern, Man City. And yeah, I like that. I agree. I agree. Um, next question. What would be a more exciting World Cup in 2026? Morocco or USA, Mexico, Canada joint bid? I think USA, Mexico, Canada. I mean, as as much as it would be nice to get it back on the continent, I mean that would be pretty crazy. USA, Mexico, Canada, like as one, because again, that's just in a new thing. Because again, that's why Korea, Japan was pretty cool because it was a joint thing between them. So a joint thing of like the um, Americas, almost well, well, North America, that would be interesting. I would I would like to see a World Cup if we're gonna have it in Africa. Like, why not? Obviously, there would need to be like some coordinated thing here uh mm. but why not like something like nigeria like just west africa like oh, nigeria yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, like ghana that, yeah. nigeria ivory, ivory coast like cameroon yeah like well yeah you could do nigeria ghana cameroon that would make sense or you could go east africa like no uganda's never gonna get it kenya could get it for sure i think well, yeah, like yeah, 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 no, yeah, kenya for sure yeah Wasaf Raja says, if everyone is fit, what is your best starting 11 for France in the World Cup? Always want us to make 11s, man. Jeez. Yeah, no, no, no. I, th- I think basically we should just say, guys, please don't ask us these 11 questions because <laughs> it only, it's only works if we're given time. It is pretty much impossible to think of an 11 on the sports line. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, France, th- I like this question only because it's France. Um <laughs> And this kind of goes to our World Cup podcast that's coming out, guys. Uh is down in the World Cup. It's coming out. A <laughs> uh, friend starting 11. Yeah, yeah, 27, 27. Um, in goal. goal. Stop it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can say something over one. I'm putting, like, for me, I think Loris is over- overrated. I'm putting my Mandanda in goal. <laughs> we could say overrated because Carl's not here. Yeah. Also, uh, Oh, I was going to just go through a list of overrated players, but uh, let's try to do this quick. Uh, fullbacks. If Mendy's fit, Mendy plays. So, 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 so he'd be on the right, so you're saying? Yeah, left back. Jesus, who's France's left back? Is it Kozawa? Still? Kozawa? Or would it be Sidibe? Or is he a right back? Hmm, from from sure. Monaco. Maybe him. 
Um, wait, see, wait, this wait, is, is why is, these um, questions are impossible. Dini, yes, that's right. Yeah, like Dinier is is Dinier right or left? I think he's a uh, left back. Okay, okay, so okay, put him in there. Okay, and then I'm saying Umtiti and um, Varane. Yeah, if he stays fit, Varane always gets hurt before major tournaments, doesn't he? Basically, Koscielny um, isn't isn't sniffing that starting line lineup. That's that's, that's no, no, no. It's even in the squad. <laughs> he has a thing. Yeah, midfields. If they're gonna play fourth, we'll 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 make them play four three three. Um, Rabio, although Rabio Pogba, Matuidi over Pogba. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. No, no, I'm not basically as of right now. As, as of, of right, right now, now, Pogba is Matuidi's biological father, grandfather, <laughs> stepfather. You Are you crazy? To, no, no. You, 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 okay, you can't play Matuidi and Kante the same. So I would say Kante, Pogba, Rabio. I'm gonna put. Pogba, Kante, and Dimitri Payet in midfield for my three. And then I'm going to have, as uh, as our front three, we're going to have Mbappe, Dembele, and Griezmann. It's kind of short, which is why we need Pogba in the team. Man, but... France are so screwed up. How do you not roll with Benzema? As crap as Benzema <laughs> is for Real Madrid, Benzema is always better for France. And... Griezmann for me, I don't, I don't, I don't trust him. For me, I, I'd actually put like Lacazette over him. I, I, I don't, I'd put Lacazette. And for me, Griezmann, I'd either, for me, Griezmann is going to be an, an either or. So it's, it's going to be either Griezmann or or Dembele or Griezmann and Mbappe on one of the flanks. But I, I'll never play him in the middle. He's he's too small. So it's either <laughs> going to be Lacazette. Or you know what? I'd, I'd, you know what? I'd put in Giroud. Interesting. That's that's the thing. I'd put it like because Giroud would be surrounded by Mbappe and Dembele, surrounded by actual quality. Do you know what? To well, 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 brick and so forth. You know. <laughs> Do you know what? Deschamps is going to play four four two, isn't he? Because he's he's going to put Kante and Pogba in midfield. He's going to put Mbappe on one wing. He's going to put Dembele on the other, and he's going to play Griezmann and Giroud as his as his front two. Like Payet's going to be on the bench. Rabiot's going to be on the bench. But Tweedy's going to be on the bench. He's gonna go four four two, I almost guarantee it. Because he, because in order to get the best of the Griezmann, like you said, he's gonna to have to play him behind the striker, almost like how he plays for Atletico now with Diego Costa. So, man, no, look, man, I can't wait for this World Cup, man. <laughs> like, like, imagine, like, seriously, imagine our previews for the games, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Man, it's gonna um, be no, 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 no. We have to devise something special, man. Like, we have to be. No, it has to be like a twice a week thing, man. We have to round like we, we can't be doing like a once a week thing for the World Cup. <laughs> Do you know, know the the, the, the times of the games might work out to where we could do it after. The, the, I, I know oh, it depends yeah, yeah. on on your half football hut schedule because I know you do previews, reviews, nah, but, you know, look forwards. Like... No, look back. <laughs> half of football hut is gonna be like lit. No, 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 look, look man. Since twenty ten, man. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be doing my own horn, but the World Cup coverage, I don't think there's any other channel on, like, individual-owned channel on YouTube that covers a World Cup like I do. No, 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 no. Your, your work rate for Copa America, AFCON, Euro, World Cup, dude, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> uh, you put out a video almost every day, like... Or no, two, no, no, like, no, because I remember like your, your, your a, a preview is, and a review for ev- every single game. Preview. You are every the Ingolo Kante of YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I, I oh, oh wait, wait. I know uh, there's a guy called Deluded Guna. He calls himself YouTube's Ingolo Kante. So I, so I don't want to steal that because I just started that now. 
But yeah. in a way, you are YouTube's N'Golo Kante, if you look at it. Uh, speaking of Kante, if we want to move on, Kante, unfortunately, missed the Chelsea, Chelsea City game because he fainted in training. Uh, this news came out recently within the past few hours. And Kev asks us, can you guys discuss this? I know he's been given the all clear, but it does bring Ekeng, Mwamba, and Fowe to mind. Why does this keep happening to players of African descent? Um, in, the, in the episode that got taken down, I think it was episode 50, was the one where Carl and I discussed the unfortunate passing of Chekotiote, where And Carl went into, as he normally does, a very intelligent, well-thought piece about how just black players, West African players in particular, are more susceptible to these heart conditions because of just genetics, firstly, and also people kind of put on too much muscle. I forgot how he put it. It's like you put on so much muscle that your body can't handle it. So you're almost too big for your own frame. And that kind of contributes to people having these these heart conditions. And he said, if you look at the list of people who have unfortunately died, it's always like Nigeria, Nigeria, Ghana, like all these countries in, in West Africa that unfortunately this is a thing. Um, and I think Kante is Malayan. So there, it, there is always a risk, I guess, or not a risk, but a worry that Kante might have something. I believe I read the report and it said that people suspect it was the cold temperatures that had hit England that maybe had done something to him. Um, so they did all the checks and stuff and people, and as the Kev said, he was given the all clear. But yeah, it happens to African players because it's just genetics in a way. And this this kind of goes to kind of the unfortunate news that happened, I guess, yesterday. Um, mm. You guys were to hear this. This is, happened two days ago where the Fiorentina captain, uh, Davide Astore, passed away in his sleep, apparently of a heart attack. Just, I think he was 31 years old. It's a really, really sad story. Hopefully there wasn't any foul play or anything like that, but... Yeah, man. Just a, a 31-year-old who's in like the that's like the peak of your career. Like it doesn't get any better. It shouldn't get any worse. Like look, look and the scary thing is that he's around my age. I don't, I don't want to reveal my age to people out there because I'm sick with it, but that's like around my age. So it's like wow, you know, he's literally right in my generation. So let me adjust here. Yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation, and yeah, like I said, man, rest in peace and condolences go out to him his family uh fiorentina it was really nice that syria decided that no games were going to be played yesterday they just canceled all the matches and there were some big matches too i think there was yeah, going to be milan, milan derby and whatever else so mm, yeah that, 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 was, that was the biggest game so yeah hopefully Kante's okay um one last question we'll try to end this on a little bit more of a positive note got a question for have hope uh -oh. This might be a touchy subject, and if you don't want to answer, I understand it. Why do you hate Yakubu so much? First of all, I don't know who you're referring to. <laughs> Second of all, if let's just say I know who you're referring to, I'm not saying I do, but let's just play a game and say that I may know who you're referring to. 2010 South Korea. That's all I'm saying. That's that's all that needs to be said. You you can you you can do the math yourself. 
Yo, yo, yo. Okay, would you rather have Yakubu or Torres on your team? Torres. <laughs> that says it all, folks. No, Ch- Chelsea Torres or 2010 Yakubu. Chelsea Torres. That kind of says it all. Yeah, so that was the end of the questions. I kind of wanted to talk about just how club football is just dead. And the only thing that might save us is the World Cup, considering Juventus are going to win Serie A again, uh, provided they get something from their game in hand. Bayern are going to win the Bundesliga again. Yep. PSG have taken league on back. Neymar, whoa. Neymar's out for three months. Should be back for the World Cup. We kind of, th- last week, we were kind of like, oh, he'll be out for a week or two. He'll only miss the Real Madrid game. Nah, he t- he got surgery to make sure that, like, look, I'm going to be at the World Cup. So let me just go ahead and get the surgery now so I can recover by the time it shows. But that sucks for, for PSG. So PSG are going to win league. Uh, I feel like Man City are starting their own kind of streak, perhaps. Like, this could be the start of two, three, four Premier no, Leagues in a row if, if nobody three, stops it. Not four, not five, not six, not seven. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that kind of came back to bite LeBron in the ass, didn't it? Uh, but yeah, man, if you just look around, the only major league that has a title challenge or a title race is La Liga from season to season. But even now, Barcelona are like, nah. Uh, they beat Atletico from a, a very, very good messy free kick, um, which could send us into recommended reads. There was a recommended read from Reuters that Carl left about Messi's free kicks. I believe it was written by Rick Sharma. And it was just talked about how uh, Maradona kind of told Messi how to improve his free kicks. And uh, years later, it seems as if he's become a free kick master. And I think Carl's other recommended read was about, it was from Rory Smith at the Times, or the New York Times. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Rory Smith again? Carl loves Rory Smith, man. What can I say? Um, it was just about Conte and how Chelsea are kind of going through a cycle of continual chopping and changing and kind of goes how Abramovich dictates his club where there's not really any consistency and it leads to managers coming and going. Um, so Conte is just another example of a manager who was useful for a time and now he's not anymore. So yeah, that was that was our recommended reads. They'll be left in the in the description of the podcast man talking about death it just takes something out of me like a... life man it's, it's 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 coming for us man a day a date with death is coming for us that's hourglass is slowly slowly chipping away man <laughs> just, just depressive people bro jesus man <laughs> no, no, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's reality but you know we, we we will all die and it's and it depends on how will we die what happens when when we die Kids could be um, listening to this, man. Imagine there's a little kid with their dad. What do you mean we're all going to die? Just, no, don't worry about it, son. They're just talking no, no, about no, no, adult no, no. stuff. Kid, worry about it. I, death is coming for you. And you better <laughs> reconcile with it. So It's very real, man. Don't, don't, don't shield them from that crap, man. It's real. Oh, man. Heroes and villains of the week? Who's your hero and villain of the week? Have hope. Wow. Um, hero of the week? It's got to be messy. Free kick. What he did to those three Atletico, maybe even yeah, four. yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. I mean, okay, I'll I'll roll with with, with Messi, and obviously Villain. It's it's like Villain of the week is bloody Conte. Like, come on, that's no, 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 no. it's Vinga. What's okay? What did he do that was villainous? 
It's what you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Conte did was actual villainous. He actually did something actively bad. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know what? Venka's not trying to lose. Conte is actually trying. He's trying to lose. Basically, he's a villain. (laughs) He's he's the bad guy in the movie. Venka is the is the good guy that you feel sorry for that that can't hit a bloody target from two inches away. So, I think the title of this podcast is going to be something like Venga needs to go. Conte wants to go. <laughs> so yeah, and, that's and, and Abramovich do, 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 doesn't want to allow him, man, which is great, man. Abramovich is, is just chilling. Abramovich is like, look, bro, I ain't giving you. He's on a yacht. Like, I'm not giving you your money, bro. You're just no, gonna. No, Abramovich to... is like, no, look, fine, do do whatever the hell he wants. But I know that the team isn't getting relegated, so suffer in this, wallow and suffer because you, my friend, are gonna step down or you're just gonna be depressed because I ain't giving you anything. So for Conte. Do you want to continue to be depressed throughout the whole season and completely ruin your rap repetition where nobody wants will want to touch you? Come on, man. <laughs> Abramovich is playing this beautifully well. He's he's playing this completely well. He's he, he he's in the stronger position, man. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for. Oh, no, me. no, no. It's not that the fans lose out, but between Abramovich and Conte, Abramovich is like, nah, man. I'm I'm from I'm from the streets of of Russia, man. I'm from the streets, so. But yeah, this is the Talking Tactics Podcast at <laughs> the streets of Russia. We do this every Tuesday. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Daniel to look. Have Hope is at Have Hope Hut. Yes, sir. Uh, Carl is at Anchorman616. You got anything coming on the Have Hope Football Hut that the people need to know about, man? By the time people receive this, they will have all of the pre-match previews on the YouTube channel for the Champions League. And, 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 and as well as some other interesting other things i think and we'll probably be throwing in another collab with me and the football bouncer boys as well so yeah look look for that look for that look for that indeed indeed i like those collaborations man i'm glad you've kept them up um thanks bro see no the the football banter guys i I noticed they followed us on on soundcloud so oh okay yeah yeah, shout out to i'm who do you think is the one that uploads the stuff to, to soundcloud Drift is like the uh, is like the quarterback who actually created the whole thing. So I think it's between him huh? and Endeavor that really do the uploading. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. One of those two followed us. So shout out to you guys. Um, Instagram talking tactics. Make sure to follow us there. I might release the the art here coming up soon. This is the talking tactics podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Stay black. Podcast Network.